0: It's my motherfucking
1: time! Just when you thought you were out, we pull you back in. This is And Justice for Al, brought to you by InRealDeep.com and Tazini Media. I'm Steve Simino, senior writer at InRealDeep.com, and with us, as always, is executive editor Andrew Johnson. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Steve. We're back. Welcome back to And Justice for Al, the greatest podcast in the history of the internet.
0: Definitely in the history of Al Pacino podcasts
1: <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> I haven't looked into the other Al Pacino podcasts But I don't think uh, What? Like.
0: We gotta do some competitive analysis here Jeez. I know, I
1: should contact I bet there's at least one There's so many goddamn podcasts out there now Yeah, there's a podcast Including this one <laughs> yeah. yeah Well, and as always It's not just Andrew and myself On these Al Pacino podcasts We have the hated Tom on as well <laughs> The hello, hated Tom.
2: Tom, hello, wow. That's I've the best done, intro I've, I've done so, so far. I've done some
1: analysis on that, and everybody hates you and thinks you're wrong. <laughs> Ouch. I don't hate Tom. I don't I hate Tom.
2: I crave their hatred, Steve. I don't hate Tom. We
0: need Tom. Tom's our angle in the sea of Al, Al Pacino know. podcasts. How many have someone who despises Al Pacino? I we need Tom. a
2: balance. I understand that. I'm the Tom that America deserves. We're fair I and like balanced. Tom. We're the Fox News of Al Pacino podcasts. That's right, yeah.
1: So, no, it's good. Well, obviously what this world needs is people listening to each other and actually trying to resolve their problems and talk about them, and I think you're that's right. sort of what we're doing here, so in that sense, we do—we are a model for everyone else to sort of, you know, look after.
0: I don't know. I think that, you're onto something. This podcast is rigged.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> oh, let's talk that. That's another podcast we're going to do. Hey,
0: this is a good segue, because Al Pacino kind of talks like Donald Trump on a hot mic in, in a part of this movie, so... It is. It that's true. <laughs> I mean, and he doesn't think, say anything and, nearly and, as bad, but uh, and also he's playing a character,
2: but um,
1: and co star John Voigt loves Donald Trump, correct?
2: That's that's fact, I assume.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think he tweeted about it. Yep. Well, All let's right. not shit on um. That too much. We'll, well have plenty of time to shit let's, on.
2: Let's get off Trump.
0: Like let's get off Trump. Off Trump immediately. <laughs>
2: off Trump. Get off on Trump, Trump on and
1: message. back on Al. We're here to talk about Heat, Michael Mann's 1995 crime drama. It's a long movie. It's a well-regarded movie. It's, I would say, a great movie. I suspect at least one other person on this podcast may <laughs> disagree, but I think even. If you dislike certain elements of it, I think, you know, Michael Mann is a pretty great director. And this is sort of his, you know, his, his biggest, my, most bombastic, most detailed movie. And I think most people would agree. It's his magnum opus. And there's a lot of stuff. It, it goes back and forth. it vacillates. There's a ton of things happening. But I think there's something for everybody, which is an a element of it I like a lot.
0: Yeah. I mean, Michael Mann is – I think Michael Mann is like one of those people that um... – like, a director's that gets forgotten about is, like, um, really, really good. Like, he's probably not in that, like, super elite, like, rarefied air, but he is, like, he's really good, and, uh, this isn't even my favorite one of his movies. I have a couple others that I prefer, but, um, this is a great, this is a great one. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's a lot of fun. I always love watching his movies as well, because I think he's, like, one of the best at just, um, getting you in uh like making you feel really gra- grounded in a location um like like obviously this one this movie takes place in los angeles but you know he did like uh last of the mohicans and that is like you know out in the natural world and yeah. like colonial uh you know new york i guess or it's i, don't, I think it was filmed in Canada actually but um and then you know even like more recently I I probably am the only one on this podcast that watched Black Hat which was not a great film um <laughs> but was like it was it sort of it was sort of like a spy thriller that jumped around the world and and just like the cityscapes alone were sort of like uh maybe not quite worth the price of admission but he like really really makes you feel like a the, the geography and atmosphere of a place. Um, I think
1: he's it's... great at shooting urban areas yes. and like cityscapes and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know why his eye particularly jumps to that, but I mean every movie and even Miami vice, which I've only seen parts of right. and like even the show, like right. he knows how to depict a city very well.
2: Yeah. I, I, that's the thing. I think he's very clearly a master at kind of atmosphere and especially kind of setting up te- technical set pieces and just his quality of filmmaking is clearly very, very good. Uh, I'm a little critical sometimes because I think, and I don't mean this to sound as bad as it's going to sound, <laughs> uh, I think he is an amazing director if you don't care about dialogue.
1: <laughs> Whoa. I have several quotes from this movie right now that I'm excited to talk about. All delivered by Alfredo know, of course. I do think
2: he is quality. I don't mean that to say that he's not a good director. Uh, I just am not very interested in any in of the dialogue. in.
1: Well, see, I agree. I think you're probably not wrong, but like something like The Insider, I think, would buck that trend, which he wrote, which I honestly didn't even realize until I looked it up right now. But that's obviously way more of a conversational drama as opposed to some of the other ones we've talked about, like Last Mohicans. Heat, collateral, that's Miami Vice, right. obviously, all like the public enemies, the newer stuff.
2: Yeah, public enemy, yeah.
1: Public enemies is pretty bad.
2: But yeah, yeah. It was, it's not good. now
0: looking at his filmography, I'm like, yeah, there's not like a, a lot of great, great scripts in there. Yeah, he manages to yeah, he manages to, <laughs> yeah, he no. manages to write yeah, a lot I, of
2: them somehow. So um I mean it's just like a masculine cocktail of just like <laughs> bam. And it's pretty good. Yeah. But you know.
1: Yeah. 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 I think that's, Andrew, I think it's probably why you're right. I think it's probably why he doesn't make it into the upper echelon, even though he is very good at what he particularly does. I think most people, you know, consciously or not sort of separate him from the real you know filmmakers with with depth and weight and who can craft a, a good sentence as well, well
0: it's interesting that he writes so much of his own stuff yeah me? i would not have <laughs> like, known that like if you look at it looks like he's pretty much written every one of the movies he's directed um i
1: wonder if he's a writer writer if he goes back and cleans stuff up you know well he i mean
0: obviously his... he he adapted last of the mohicans i can tell you that <laughs>
1: Yeah, and like <laughs> Ali had four screenwriters, right. so I could see him being one of the directors yeah. who's like, "I'll do the movie if I can, you know, uh, but I'm credit. gonna do whatever the hell I want. I'm I'm gonna redo that script as Michael yeah. Mann style, and you all just got to deal with it." Yep. Yeah. But can, anyway, we're not here talk about Michael Mann, he is a key element in Heat. <laughs> I think we would. I think Heat is renowned for not only starring the great Al Pacino in one of his, if not his most bombastic role, then top two with Sen of a Woman*. But it's the movie where Al Pacino and Robert De Niro finally are on screen together, finally interact. The whole movie is about them two and playing off each other as cat and mouse and cop and robber. And I, you know, it's re-watching this. I, you know, I hadn't seen their particular, especially their diner scene, the famous one where they actually do interact. And I was really impressed at how well they were already getting up there a little bit in age. Obviously they're considerably older now, but they weren't spring chickens then. And I was impressed at how much tension and action and real just back. Like I, I just didn't realize these two like 40, 50 year old men brought so much to this movie. And I think they both, you know, again, if you don't, you might, I'm, I suspect Tom may have some nitpickings with how ridiculous Al is, but I was really impressed at how well they both play their particular roles in this.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I liked Robert De Niro's performance, um, and everyone else who's seen <laughs> the movie, except for Albertino.
1: De Niro is really good, though. I like, thought that was a good scene. Uh, like,
2: if he's, you... he's just killing
1: people with he no is. regard. like
2: When he's acting, and he does it well, <laughs> <laughs> which I like. And so half of that diner scene I, I thought was great. <laughs> Yeah. The, right, the, the right, side, the right, the right half left. or the
0: left half? Which yeah. which side was yeah. on? Uh, yeah. I think it was the right half. <laughs> yeah. All
2: right,
1: this is we're gonna we're gonna throw down on this one. I think this is gonna be the one where we finally come to the virtual blows. Andrew, uh, what do you, Andrew? Tell us blows. your thoughts on heat as the mediator and the in between man here. Um, I I guess
0: uh, it's it feels like a a movie with like. In, in three parts uh well i guess most movies are usually in three parts but there's three of like really distinct almost separate parts in the movie there's sort of like the beginning and setup which has that awesome like um heist of the uh the armored truck which is like an incredible action sequence and then there's like in the middle is of course this like moment that like film fans have been waiting for forever which is de niro and pacino to actually be on screen together um, and then there's sort of like the, the end of the movie. And I, having not seen it in a while, I, I wasn't like, I wasn't totally in love with this movie until like the last 45 or 50 minutes. And, you know, basically, you know, from about the point where, um, where Pacina, well, Port Natalie Portman's character, like tries to commit suicide and Pacino like goes and chases uh, De Niro to the hotel. And then they have that sort of scene where he just, he sees him coming and, and disappears. And like that last part of the movie, like really, I don't know. It's weird to say this, but like, it's, 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 I felt like you had to get, get down to that last 45 minutes, but the last 45 minutes wouldn't have been nearly uh, as powerful without everything that sort of set it up before then. Um, but that's sort of what put it over the top for me as like a, a really a really great um, action movie. As far as like Pacino and De Niro, I actually would quibble that this is Pacino's, I don't know, like a cartoonish a top two like Pacino caricature performance. I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure I agree with that. Um, not that he isn't it not like a caricature of himself for a lot of the movie, but uh,
1: there's just so much else to choose from. <laughs> um, That's true, and, and, that, and he uh, does have some legitimate moments in this too. Like he doesn't yell. Like he, his his the scenes when he's when he's you know confronting criminals and is screaming in their faces. Like when he's t- t- yelling right. at, about asses in Hank Azaria's face, <laughs> right. which is the greatest thing in the right. history yeah. of the world. Yeah. Then he's ridiculous, but then there's 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 some like thoughtful moments. Like he's still being a little ridiculous, but I agree. Like the, the, he definitely his self parody of later years is probably a lot worse than this.
0: Yeah, I mean, if we've pegged *Son of a Woman as sort of the tipping point of Al going, like, <laughs> in this different direction career-wise, he's certainly on the other side of that. I mean, chronologically, obviously, yeah. but definitely, like, totally in this performance. Uh,
1: but I wouldn't say it? it's, like,
0: I, I wouldn't say it's, and there are some really memorable moments where he's totally over-the-top and ridiculous, but I would agree that he's not, like he's still, he's not he hasn't spiraled so completely out of control in this movie and i think it's one of the reasons um that it works and uh, the only other thing i'd add is that i i would agree with tom that de niro's performance is superior in this
1: movie i would agree with that too. <laughs> i'm yeah. so impressed at how good de niro was yeah. i totally forgot
0: well, and and we've forgotten. I think De Niro. We've talked about this before too. That De Niro has, you know, his his star is tarnished a little. In not tarnished. I mean, he's a legend, but you know, he's certainly like Pacino. He's he's. They take, both made a shitload of bad. Yeah, choices. they've made some bad movies yeah, lately, and and you movies. forget how how good De Niro, um, De Niro can be and
2: is, um, and this is a great example. Um, so.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I and, think I. Go ahead. Tom.
2: Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm just going to say that I agree that um, it's not necessarily Pacino's worst movie. I just think that there's more greatest hits clips that are in this movie mm-hmm. than uh, other ones, uh, including, you know, the infamous scene, which is just beyond trash. I just hate it so much. Uh, that said, you know, it's it's more of those. Would you hate the, the
1: great ass scene? I just—it's. There I is so it. much to like about that scene. You're an insane person. Hank Azaria's I mean, face—it's it's so just... obvious that Al is going off script at a certain point. He's, he's basically—that's that, true. We agree on, on that. Face. <laughs> And Hank that he doesn't even know, and Alice just, the thing about asses, a woman's ass, it just, something comes out of me, and Hank is there, he does not know how to respond to this thing, and they don't yeah. respond to it, they just move on to another part of the dialogue. <laughs> exactly.
2: It's, it's just like, who is this crazy guy that's pretending to be an actor today, that's yelling at us for no reason, <laughs> and not reading the script like everyone else does. He's
1: just so into the character, he can't, he's, he's coped up, he just can't calm down.
2: Uh, actually, not to segue, but uh, I'm glad you said the coked up thing. I was uh, reading this thing in the Independent uh, from a couple weeks ago, and he, uh, Al Pacino and De Niro were on stage at like a film festival or something, talking about the movie. Uh, Al Pacino literally said, "I don't think I've ever said it out loud, but I've always wanted to say it, just so you know where some of this behavior comes from." That I was on, uh, that the character was supposed to be on cocaine the entire movie. <laughs> he literally says this, and it's like. He just admitted that he was doing cocaine from <laughs> the whole movie. I think, or pretending. <laughs> they never uh, say that in the movie.
1: I mean, he didn't admit that he was doing cocaine. At least, technically, he. he but he, he was supposed to be a guy who was doing cocaine. So I mean, he, he may have also was, been
2: doing cocaine. But that doesn't really make sense to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Curious choice. It's. I mean, there is no actual visual like. We, we we you don't like you sort of get that sense but there's no way to necessarily pick up on that either. He could
2: exactly. just be a guy who
1: yells. Exactly. So
2: anyway, I thought that was interesting.
0: <laughs> well, it's also hard to tell because it's Al Pacino and sometimes he's just a guy who yells in movies.
1: So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. he just Although woke up from a nap. In I don't know. when you saw dumb. this movie. It
2: was a great nap. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Bravo.
0: Sorry, you said he was a great yeah, what you know the I movie. was gonna
1: say I wonder ah, wonder if, wonder, wonder if like. you can go back to nineteen ninety five and watch this and like I wonder like I wonder how they interpreted Al because like there wasn't this, you know, twenty years of Al yelling and sort of parodying the right. son of a woman new persona that he sort of adopted. Right. Like back in the day, like I suspect it was more just entertaining than anything else like surprising and weird and entertaining but I think now when you look at it through the veil of all the shitty ones that came after you're just like well there goes Al doing his old thing again but I do seriously suspect that it was very entertaining and good and I still think it's very entertaining but I see that now it's sort of tainted but I suspect back in the day people were like whoa Al's yelling again that's that's odd why is he doing this why is he being so weird I think it was more novel then
2: yeah, I think that's right. I also think just that there's a sense of like, oh, here's a famous guy who's now doing something even louder. That must be brilliant. <laughs> right. I don't think anyone really thought about what was happening.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yeah, that's it's what you see in the moment versus the uh, the long arc of history, I guess.
1: Yes. But I also will say that there is an yeah, Al yeah, scene yeah. and a Tone Loke scene, and I was very excited <laughs> that those two legends were also together at last. I think we were all waiting for that. <laughs> all right, I immediately that was that was, everyone's been waiting for and Tone Loke.
0: <laughs> That was surprising, and then I thought of the only other movie I'd seen Tone Loke in, which is uh, Dumb or not Dumb and Dumber uh, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, when <laughs> when Jim Carrey just talks out of his ass literally to him.
1: So, Al (laughs) must have seen
0: normal, I guess, relatively speaking.
1: I texted you that
0: my favorite line from that whole scene was when he just goes randomly off. He's like, your dog could get killed today. And it's like, okay, your dog could die. (laughs) Okay.
2: Um, Okay. All right. Cool. Um, Going back to the dialogue point that I brought up, uh, going back to my own point, (laughs) It's just this. I wrote down two lines that I just I couldn't I couldn't stand it. Uh, Al Pacino's line: "I told you when we hooked up, baby, that you were gonna have to share me with all the bad people and all the ugly <laughs> events on this planet." It's just oh, I have that written oh, down too. That one was God, horrible. So the way lazy. he says "baby"
1: is so <laughs> terrible. Baby,
2: it's just like I, I can't I can't.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, God, like, yeah, party yeah, watching terrible. after this, even though it's like I don't think it's a bad movie. Uh, I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's a fine boring movie kind of. But that's fine. I, I don't necessarily have a problem with you guys liking the movie. I just oh, good. moments like Thank that. You. Just really. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm a generous guy. Come on. Uh, uh,
0: you, d- you didn't love
2: like the that, last like, oh hard
0: You didn't love the end of the movie though? Like where, where De Niro sort of escapes from him and uh, at the at the hotel and then they're sort of chasing each other yeah. around the, the airline at the airport there? <clears throat> I thought that was good no, filmmaking, that, yeah. and and uh, and the good thing about that too, the, Tom, to your point, is that there was very little dialogue in those scenes. So,
2: you, no, exactly. Uh, I thought those every, kinds of scenes I thought were amazing. I think there's just so much uh, length in between those moments. Yeah.
1: I thought everything De Niro did after the big shootout in the street, where he goes back to find Danny Trejo, and he ruthlessly interrogates his former partner he realizes his partner didn't betray them but still ruthlessly interrogates a dying man to get the information he needs with no you know play with no like you know sympathy at all then he goes and kills william Fickner, says look at me and then just shoot, make sure he's looking at him and then shoots him a couple times and then the whole final stakeout like i think de niro's his steeliness in the last like hour or so is just so great, like on the run, and then his face when when judging Amy realize Amy Brenneman realizes that out that De Niro's is going to walk away, and his face when he realizes that he has to do it, like oh, it's just it's just that that last hour of De Niro is just yeah. top notch, some yeah. of the best stuff he's ever done.
2: I agree.
0: I totally agree. Um,
2: I I I can't disagree with that.
0: Well, and I guess that that's my whole thing is I agree, Tom. That the the first part of the movie is the first everything leading up to that is sort of uh i would say sort of in a lot of ways sort of awkwardly put together like there are great scenes within it but it 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 doesn't really the the payoff comes in the in those last 45 minutes or so and it comes a lot mostly out of de niro's character and the choices he basically makes um so you know that's yeah. uh that's it's like i don't know it, it sort of comes down to a question about you know, movies is like, is <clears throat> what what? How do you evaluate a movie? Where one, you know, is one great scene um, en- enough to to make a movie great? I guess it depends on how great the scene is or or how great the the set of scenes are. But um, for me, like that's why I end up saying I I I I really liked Heat is because the on second watch is because the uh because the last forty five minutes or so were so so gratifying and, and riveting really so.
2: <clears throat> yeah, no, I I think that, I think that's a fair point, and it's all freely admit that it's possible that I would like the movie more if Al Pacino wasn't. It. <laughs> uh, I'm I I acknowledge that I'm blinded my by my hatred sometimes. I think it's justified in this case, but uh, you know, I I think there's good things going on in the movie as a whole. I just. I get, I don't know. I just, it's so long. I just got a little bored a few times. But
1: it is. I think. I think we all watched it in parts. which yes. was, Which I think was a nice way to do yeah. it. Yeah. Like, it is yeah. a tough. It's a tough one to sit through in its entirety because the first Andrew, I think to your point, the first couple hours do they pivot a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah. It goes back and forth, and there's a lot of there's a lot of characters, and you know mostly it's De Niro and Pacino just doing their thing. But then there's like Dennis Haysbert sort of comes out of nowhere yeah. and. There's girls involved and children involved. Like, it does sort of go... And then the last 45 minutes is a lot more concise and straightforward. And things sort of settle, which is, is interesting to think about, what, you know, how it came together. That I don't know if it was just... That just happened to be a more cohesive element of the movie. In the other parts, man, was sort of just trying to figure out the best way to put everything together. But I think it does come... Like, all the... It, 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 the bluster and, and craziness of the first two hours does, Settles appropriately For a really satisfying conclusion For sure
0: Yeah, I, I wanted to bring up one other point Which is, well actually two other points But the first one is uh, I, I think Tom you called this kind of a, a very ma- Michael Mann like a very masculine Filmmaker uh, yeah. s- At the start And uh, I'm like sitting here staring at the IMDB page and uh, And looking at the Like there's a lot of Pretty good female actors in this or as you would call them actresses, I suppose, Jeez, uh, uh, in this movie. And I, I really like, he, I, th- I think that's one of the bigger flaws, like in the movie that, that he doesn't really write them very well. Um, and, uh, like, well, he it, writes them
2: as set pieces for, men. right. And for example, I mean
0: like judging Amy, uh, or Amy Bredeman is the act- actress's name. Uh, but, uh, I only know her from the, from this and the CBS show judging Amy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like her relationship with De Niro never makes any sense to me the entire time. Um, and, yeah, uh, exactly. and I was like, that's one of the things about the end of the movie that's like, I, I was just like, I know it was like heartbreaking to her when De Niro like, like <laughs> walks away. Right. But like, I was just like, from her perspective, I was just relieved. I was like, what are you going to do? You barely yeah. know this guy. You're not going to go to another country and never come back. Don't you have any friends or family? Like this is a terrible, <laughs> terrible idea. Yeah, uh,
2: what's wrong with you, this guy? So I, is, I was relieved going to get
0: for murder. her. Uh, I guess, and but yeah, there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of good good female characters in in this one, uh, which is which is I don't know. I mean, I don't know that it detracts from it, but it 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 uh, it 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 uh, it sort of. Uh, I guess it, it sort of makes the movie a little a little hollow to some degree. Like it, it's just about the the boys, Pacino and De Niro, and 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 maybe that's right. kind of the point. But I, I don't know. Yeah.
2: And that, that could that could be forgiven, but it, the film seems so eager to point out exactly how much that personal kind of side of things is supposed to matter to these characters. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. That's and a great so point. it's just like
2: if you're gonna set it up that way, then you. Kind of totally mailing it in if you have kind of lazy, like unbelievable <clears> things. <throat> the
0: uh, the the other thing I wanted to mention—I uh, mentioned this to Steve already when we were talking about it—was um, <clears throat> this this the th- one thing I found a little distracting viewing at this time was um, the fact that that this is basically uh, contemporaneous to Pulp Fiction. I think they came out about a year apart, and obviously they're really different movies with really different directors and tones and everything like that. Uh, but they happen to be set in the same place there happened to be some like key scenes in di- like LA diners yeah. and uh, uh I just kept thinking about which is and this is totally unfair I just kept thinking about pulp fiction a lot of the time and how I'd rather be watching pulp fiction <laughs> um especially like in the diner scenes not so much the De Niro Pacino but there's like another earlier scene with like the De Niro and with, the other guys, Bud Ford and Dennis yeah. Haysbert. Yeah, and uh, I just yeah, that's right, that's right, because Dennis Haysbert works at one. So, so I, I think it's kind of interesting. Um, again, these movies are not. I wouldn't call them like competitors in any to any degree. They're not really like Michael Mann and, and Quentin Tarantino, or like. I mean, I guess they're both f- like filled with testosterone and possibly cocaine, but other than that, they don't really <laughs> have a lot in common. Um, but yeah. I, I just kept thinking about thinking about it just because they they were came out around the same time and set in the same place. So.
2: Yeah, I think that's. that's interesting. An, that is an interesting point. Also, Tarantino's I'm... often criticized for not editing his movies., <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that kind of applies to Michael Mann honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, It's also think about it in terms of like I was thinking about because I've seen it more recently, collateral. Which yeah. is also set in Los Angeles and you know and definitely visually is very similar obviously it's a man movie and it's the same town but it's a much more and and that sort of goes there's an elements of that that sort of get a little hard to pin down I remember from my viewing but it's pretty straightforward like it's just yeah. Cruz and Fox and they' you know there's there's crime elements to it and I think that's a way more cohesive straightforward sort of story. It doesn't make it better than Heat. I don't think it's better at all. But it's interesting to see, you know, him, like you said, him, and, and that's literally just two dudes plus right. Jada Pink and Smith for like ten minutes. So,
2: right. man yeah. certainly
1: does have a type and a place and a and a style he likes to follow. <laughs> but yeah, that's I I see the pulp comparisons. I don't, you know. At a, from a bare level, and and the, I, and I yeah, do the, think Pulp is a better movie. Well, yeah, sure. they're
0: purely cosmetic, and they really shouldn't be compared. But uh, the the comparisons are are cosmetic, I guess. But, but Collateral is a good a good touch point too, because um, yeah, I would agree. It's and and what we're talking to here is sort of what makes Michael Mann's movies good, I think, which is the like like when he does get this sort of like showdown between two men. Uh, on screen, it's like it's really, really good. It's really gratifying, you know, so it's Pacino De Niro this one, Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise and collateral, um, you know, even even to some degree, uh, Russell Crowe and, and uh it's Pacino, right, in and, and the insider, right? But yeah. together, yeah. I mean, they're not really confronting yeah. each other, but just like he's at his sort of best when he's got it it really crackles when he's got sort of two really strong um you know, actors, um, and and they're sort of going. You know, they're sort of sharing the screen together. Um, so,
2: yeah.
1: The insider is a very interesting one right. as well. Because... And I think, oh, go ahead, Tom.
2: Oh, I'm just gonna say that I think that's that. I think he does a good job of that, and I like the collateral mention. I actually like that movie better, and I think part of it is just because it's probably less ambitious and just more focused on mm-hmm. the things that I like about Michael Mann. And it doesn't have Um, Al Pacino in it at all. (laughs) And it doesn't have Al Pacino, which is the best thing about Collateral. Uh, All critics should be saying this. Go see this movie that doesn't have Al Pacino in it.
1: Well, I was going to say that uh, the Insider is so interesting because the Insider is Michael Mann and is Al Pacino. And, you know, and it comes after Heat. But it's definitely one of the best and probably most understated Pacino performances the last 20 years. And it's just very interesting that obviously in – in heat. And they're very different roles and, and you know, it's understandable that in the insider he would turn it down a ton. But it's just I like seeing that the same director and the same actor can take on weightier material and, and, and more right. drama based material as opposed to, you know, crime and action sort of and do a really great job with it. Like the insider is a wonderful movie. It does carry a lot of the same motifs and ideas of, of other man films, but it's nice it's nice to see them slow it down. And it's sort of proof that Al still had it at that point he could still make some magic happen and i hope we get a chance to do the insider on this podcast because we i are. think yeah it's well, going, i mean yeah. we're supposed to we're, yeah. we're coming we're coming up to the <laughs> the year of al is almost coming to a close
0: well man. it might be uh 18 months of al we can do it but, guys uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll do like 15 we'll do some number that is not as as round and yeah. satisfying but but yeah it's it's it is a very interesting uh comparison to this one for sure and you know they've man and now have, have a history that hopefully we'll get to delve into in future episodes
2: Yes, I, I do have to say real quick I do think um, and this is coming from the exact opposite standpoint as you see uh, but I think that uh, more Al Pacino movies that I've watched that weren't Billy Collins have really made that performance kind of stick out for me because uh, that's really kind of him doing what he does best, which is just playing uh, a hackish version of himself. <laughs> and I, I think that performance is starting to look better after all these other ones I've watched.
1: Wait, so you like Danny Collins more after seeing Heat?
2: Uh, it's a terrible movie. Uh, it's one of the worst that we've seen. It's it's irredeemable. But I think that Al Pacino is at least doing what he does best in that movie.
1: Okay, that's crazy. But, yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I like that you said that because now this hurts your credibility across the board. So this is, <laughs> I think that's an inadvertent win for the Al Pacino side. Let me did, quit, I,
2: I'm not saying he did a good acting job. I, I just prefer him in uh, totally outlandish roles that more suit his lack of talent. Or he's not <laughs> trying to be <get> a movie <laughs> like this, which has some good parts. Alright,
0: so just write that down for everyone. Danny, <laughs> Danny Collins is better than The Godfather Part 2. Okay. <laughs>
2: That's erroneous. <laughs> Not what I said. Well,
1: I have to say that as an as the biggest Al fan on this podcast, I totally understand people who think he's ridiculous in this. I was so entertained every time he was on screen. <laughs> I think he's well, was so quotable and so wonderful. I think De Niro obviously gives the better traditional performance, but I think you take away from this, like Al talking about asses, Al yelling, don't waste my motherfucking time, Al calling Hank Azaria an owl like there's so many great Pacino moments in this movie that definitely you know sort of presage like the owl that came forward but and the owl we all came to dislike to a certain extent but i could not like this movie more despite its longness despite its you know difficulties despite it's a little too sprawls a little too much but i just really found it to be so entertaining and mixed in with you know some parts that are a little slow
0: steve i just want to point out that this is a ridiculous point that you just made uh and for one reason because de niro just carries the entire movie on his shoulders and al pacino gets yeah, to like fuck around
1: when we do when the de niro the year of de niro then
0: I'll talk <laughs> we're gonna about need more than a year
1: for de niro because he's a superior
0: actor i mean that's
1: just well that's gonna be the, that's gonna be the ultimate conversation when this is all done yes we're gonna have so... to go through that and this is Obviously, the best example. Unless we see righteous kill, we do need to watch righteous kill at some point. No, we don't. Do the full De I'm, I'm not doing that. Not doing that.
2: Yeah, I uh, I need at least two quarts of whiskey to do that one.
1: <laughs> and some cocaine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll really get into
2: the method acting, like El does Just acting is a method life. podcasting
1: <laughs> to go along with the method acting. We'll be good.
2: That's right.
1: Uh... That's a- Alright, so I, let's go Let's go around the horn and give... Wait, a I just, just want to say one
0: last thing before oh, yeah. we do our ratings, because it's been staring at me in the face on the IMDb page, but uh, the funniest thing about this movie is that Robert De Niro's character is named Neil
1: McCauley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. an unthreatening name, to say the least. Huh?
0: Yeah. A account, accountant, Neil Macaulay.
2: That's not a threatening
0: Italian name. Uh, Anyway, sorry. Uh, Keep us on track, Steve. Keep us on track. No, it's
1: good. I like that. I mean, I will say that that apparently is the name of the real robber that the movie was based on. Oh. But at that point, use your creative license to change the name, you know? like Mm. There's no need to pay homage to this criminal. Just come up with a better name (laughs) than Neil, probably.
2: Indeed. Yeah. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Well... Let's give it our rankings. I'm going to go. Actually, I feel weird giving it a Michael because it's not a Michael performance for Al Pacino in the least. So I'm going to give it a Sonny because I think it's bombastic and loud. And it's the, the Al. Like you said, Andrew, I don't disagree. De Niro is way better than Pacino in this. But the Al parts that I love so much and that I quote and hold into my heart so dearly are the yelling and the being ridiculous. So I'm going to give Al Pacino's performance in this a Sonny
0: uh I, I will i will echo the sunny um performance or sunny rating for this performance just because uh because uh yeah it's it's entertaining for a while but then you kind of just wish pacino would get shot at a toll booth so <laughs> so i think it's a perfect it's a perfect sunny
2: <clears throat> well you you still what i was going to say about It's it a sunny because his performance needs to get killed first <laughs> uh but uh yeah, I guess it's the Sonny. It's really over-the-top, and it's a crime drama, and it's bombastic, and um, uh, it, it, he's a terrible, you know, person like Sonny, and, it's you know, that's it. This proves it.
1: that we have very different interpretations of these ratings, Yeah, you know, it's, it's a very postmodern rating system, so... <laughs> I think we all <laughs> gave Rorschach it the same rating for very different reasons. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> Tom, I can't
0: believe you're not going with Fredo on this one. I don't want to bully you into it, but, I mean... You no, just no, you it's just spent like it's forty minutes like shitting all over his performance. So,
2: yeah, well, you're, you're, that's kind of a sunny move to bully me in my rating. Uh, <laughs> say, but fair, fair enough. Uh, I'll go with Alfredo. Um, it's a terrible performance by Al Pacino yet again. Tom, um, I have do, family do.
1: members who who contact me after these podcasts go out and say. Who the hell is this guy Tom, and what can we do to get to him, and what can we, how can we make him pay for his bad decisions? So just let you know that there's there's a whole family of Seminos back in South Jersey that are really riled up at you know, what you're saying about Al. They sound like uh, they're think, voting
0: for Trump as well.
1: Like,
2: there's yeah, it sounds, I, There's dialogue to be had with everyone. So I, I uh, hello Semino family. No, I appreciate. I, I appreciate the fact that I'd love to have a conversation.
1: I'm the most progressive of them all. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, that's that's a that's a scary thought with regards to Pacino. <laughs> uh, oh. They
0: they all love the uh, Jack of Orkian role that
2: uh, Pacino played in the HBO what a role it was (laughs) I think they actually do So,
1: (laughs) all Uh, does anyone have any parting words on heat are we all done? anything else that we need? oh I didn't mention Al Pacino beats up Henry Rollins in this movie which is which is pretty great that's never going to happen again before still less
0: still more realistic than Robert De Niro's character being named Neil McCauley but uh, it's close (laughs) yeah
2: I agree agree with that one and you know it was good to see him beat up Henry Rollins it was good to see him commit to something (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> all right uh, i can think of no better way to end this so as always thank you tom thank you andrew for taking part we'll see you back in a little while for the devil's advocate which is i cannot imagine how that's gonna go <laughs> at this point i'm gonna, i'm ready to hate it I, uh, yeah oh yeah. there's so much craig t now so much keanu i think hope <laughs> i hope we shit on keanu as much as we shit on al because uh. that's I'm a Keanu
0: Defender. Have you seen John Wick? It's a great movie.
1: No, actually, I do want to see John Wick. So I'm going to see John Wick and Devil's Advocate back-to-back for six hours of pure Keanu. Yeah. All right, yeah. everybody, thank you Speed guys for coming on. Thank everybody for listening. You. As always, we love to have you. And as always, we are One Nation under Pacino, with liberty and justice for Al.